I'm Brad Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNS Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Whew, what a great first hour we just wrapped up there. Today is Friday, February the 23rd in the year of the Lord, 2024. It's the first day of the 2024 Freedom Classic. This is episode, this is hour two of episode 1029 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-host, John Dawson and uh, Jonathan Massey will be joining me here at the end of the second hour. However, Jonathan is going to be coming in here right now here in just a few moments, and he is bringing with him Man, one of our favorite people on this entire planet, uh, Mike Keselowski, the head coach of the Air Force Falcons that are going to be uh, playing in the Freedom Classic this weekend. Uh, they're going to be joining us here. Tell you what, let me put you right there. Let's put Coach over there against the – Hey, Coach. Yeah, right there, sir. Um, yeah, this feels weird for you. You're not in your regular seat right now, uh, Jonathan, but we'll get to that here in a second. But uh, Mike Keselowski uh, joining us right now. Live from our plush, well-lit studio here on Whitehall Drive. Sir, thank you so much for coming in. Well, Brian, always a pleasure to come. Uh, it's 5.30, no, shoot, 6 o'clock my time, <laughs> so I'm up, ready to go. Jonathan picked me up, had a cup of coffee ready. So, Did you have you a thankful. Lovex biscuit? I did not have a Lovex biscuit as of yet. Okay. Because I just had a hotel muffin. I'm trying to watch my weight. <laughs> but you look great, sir. And, and watch it. I got to say this, and I, if, I hope I'm not getting too personal here and jumping into. Is it too loud? Or are we good? Or oh, I'm great. Okay, good. Uh, you've been the the previous couple of years struggling a little bit with some back stuff, if I remember. And just I remember watching you walk on the field last year and just struggling a little bit. And you just came down the hall. You look like a young 23 year old. Uh, Recruit just uh, walking down the halls. Are things better now, or how you doing, sir? Well, I took care of uh, some personal things last summer. Okay. Uh, when the season was over, yeah, I could barely walk. I had uh, Yeah, you were struggling. Had some disc issues, so I had back surgery this past summer, and then uh, three weeks later I followed up with a knee replacement, and then I slipped and fell and had to have knee replacement uh, a week later. So I had three surgeries within a month, Yeah, but I feel like a million dollars now, or at least, uh, I don't know, $2.50 right now. But I am definitely moving a little better uh, with a little more hop in my step. And I was close last year, guys, uh, when the year was winding down with my health issues and just said, you know, this is about enough mm-hmm. and ready to, ready to call it at that point. And, uh, and then uh, my two assistant coaches decided to – to go somewhere else, and then uh, had to hire two new guys. So with that, kind of gave me a new, a new start, a uh, ref- refresh, uh, and start kicking it all over again. And um, I'm very happy with our two new coaches that we got uh, this this year, and just definitely reinvigorated myself to be back with the boys and get after it again this year. I got to tell you, it's good to see you. Uh, like I said, you bounded down the hall like a, and I'm not even joking, like a like a 20 year old kid coming down the hall. And, immediately I knew something was different right there. Uh, congratulations on all that. I mean, uh, you, you, f- you feel like a teenager again, right? <laughs> Coach? Yeah, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not a teenager, guys. But, uh, you know, as coming out this weekend, uh, we were at Mississippi State last weekend. You know, incredible environment where there's uh, – in Stark Vegas, and they have 11,500 people for every game, and it smells like a big barbecue pit. And, you know, then coming out here, though, um, as I've always stated, this is the best trip of the year. Yeah. 
Uh, we love to hear you say that, and let me tell you something. I mean, I know the Parks and Rec folks, they love to hear it. Our city leadership, they love to hear What makes this trip so special every year, Coach? It's the people, and I say it every year, but it feels like everywhere we go, uh, the people are genuine, and they're very thankful for what these young men and women at all our service academies are going to go do for our great country, and that's the difference is uh, there's just a little more – um, a, a sense of uh, pride at when you when you come to Kinston. You know, yeah. Yes, I know it's a small town, but there's a lot of military environment uh, supported in the hundred miles radius of Kinston, and I think people understand that and they get that, and that's the greatest thing about coming here and having the Freedom Classic is Naval Academy, and we when we had West Point here and Air Force here. Uh, all these young men have raised their hands once again to serve and fight and do something that's bigger than just for themselves. And I think the people of Kinston and the surrounding communities understand that. And we really appreciate their support. And, uh, you know, and, and as a parent that has two kids in the military, uh, I'm the outside looking in. I don't get to wear our nation's uniform anymore, but I'll never take it off. But the outsider looking in, I'm very appreciative. Mm-hmm. I'm very appreciative, appreciative of all the midshipmen. I'm very appreciative of all the kids that go to West Point. I appreciate all the commissioning services that are out there and all the kids that are willing to enlist during this time. And once again, the raise their hand to provide the security blanket to allow all of us to sleep well each night makes me a, a proud American. Well, that's one of the things we had Bill Ellison here. Jonathan, jump in. Jonathan Massey, co-host of the Brian Hanks Show, in here with us too. So you just jump in whenever you want to. But uh, that's one of the things we had Bill Ellison here on Wednesday, and we talked about you for a solid five minutes, Coach. And just the thing, I and, and I love this about you is, yes, you're a great baseball coach. Yes, you do a great job. You've taken the Falcons to the NCAA tournament uh, the past few years too. But you realize that what you're doing is you're not just forming baseball players. You're forming airmen and and Falcons that are going to be leading our country in the military. And I think, and I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth here. I want you to say it, but uh, that's more important to you than anything you do on a baseball diamond, isn't it coach? Well, when I was coaching 23, 25 years old, um, that wasn't my mindset whatsoever. It was just about the scoreboard. What's it going to take to win the baseball game? I didn't care what the kids took for classes. I didn't care about their leadership positions. I, you know, I really don't, maybe say I didn't care about the character of the, of the person themselves. And as I've gotten older, especially having children and then been in combat and war, uh, this is a lot bigger than baseball. Uh, the job that is needed at our program and at whether it's uh, the Naval Academy or us and is the fact that uh, we have to be thinking about the, the generation of these young men and what they're going to go do for us once again. And it's a whole heck of a lot bigger than just a scoreboard at the end of the day. And I always talk about how do you define winning? You know, what's what's the true definition of winning? Is it just a scoreboard at the end of the day, or is it going to be later on down the road, whether it's two years, five years, 20 years, 40 years? And the, to me, it's about the character and that every decision matters. Your character matters. And if I'm not being a great role model mentor to these young men, what are they looking to aspire to be? How are they going to grow? What's their development going to be like? And... So with that, it's just a, a matter of amount of time. It's amount of energy and passion put forth into the kids to be success, to have them be successful in life. I don't want to be looked at as a baseball coach ever. 
I'm done. I'm 54 years old. I've coached baseball in my life, but now I'm, I want to be a, a life coach through baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a big difference in that. Uh, I have wonderful assistant coaches. I will delegate. I will not micromanage. I let them be the daily tacticians, but I get the overall step on the gas, keep us between the white lines, and to ensure their success as men. And that far outweighs just the baseball side of it because, you know, there's not too many Paul Skeens out there yeah. that are going to leave our school and go get drafted and, you know, play pro ball. But Paul, of course, did not want to leave our school. He wanted to serve. And he still wants to serve once his playing days are going to be over. But for majority of kids at all the academies, they, once again, 16, 17 years old, have taken on the commitment of service to themselves or not service to our country uh, by raising that hand once again and to do something that 99.2% of Americans aren't willing to do. And that's the serve and fight for our nation. And I better be in a position to assist and help and guide, facilitate, mentor these young men to ensure their success for all of us Americans. Uh, This weekend, it might say Navy across the front. It might say Air Force across the front. But the reality is it should say USA. Mm -hmm. Because these are the best of the best. American citizens have chosen these young men to serve for our country. I and, it. And, I, and we take that very seriously. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Coach, um, I know the best trip of the year, but <clears throat> what I've noticed watching you guys on the Mountain West Net- Network and, you know, especially on the great run you had a couple years ago uh, playing Texas in a regional, I- I've seen a lot more people, it seems like, across the college baseball spectrum be more appreciative of what you guys are doing. Is that something you've noticed as well, or has it always been that way and I've just overlooked it? I think our brand has gotten out there a little more, which is great from the Air Force perspective and, and our baseball perspective. But <clears throat> Americans, hopefully we all appreciate the United States of America. And, yes, I know we have some troubled times right now that we're going through. We got a wide open border, you know, and I'll tell people all the time, if you don't like our country, go southbound on the Rio Grande, <laughs> you know, go north, you can go to Canada. Yeah. I've been around the world, been to 70 some different countries, been shot at, uh, been in the combat, been in the war, brought our boys home with caskets with flags draped over them. So I think I have a good understanding of what our country is about. I think I have a, a great understanding of other countries and there's no place like the United States of America. Wow. And I would love for people to go visit these other countries. And I sure will help tell you guys they'll be coming back and and having a different attitude if they're jaded right now about our country. Um, And that's why, you know, I always will revert back to this is going to be bigger than baseball. And that's the cool part is that for the past 65 years at the Air Force Academy, for a gazillion years at the Naval Academy, uh, you don't have to worry about these, uh, what do they call these kids now? Gen, the Gen Z, mm-hmm. Gen Z generation. Whatever they are, yeah. It's one of them. I don't, I don't know. know. One of those, you know, <laughs> you don't have to worry about our kids. Yeah. And the support should be garnered for those that are willing to do something that most Americans aren't willing to do. Amen. And if that brand Amen. is out there and if we're able to make a difference and we're able to get more Americans to be supportive of one another, I'm all for it. And people always state, hey, you, you had a great run the last couple of years. And I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. For the last 14 years that I've been <clears throat> at the helm, we've had great years every year. It might not be shown in our record, but the quality of men 
that walk across that stage. They're wearing that na- our nation's uniform as officers are ready to lead the greatest military in the world. We've been pretty darn good at it. it Paul Skeens, you brought him up a couple minutes ago. And again, that voice list is Mike Keselowski. He's our big interview here today on the Brian Hanks Show. We've got Jonathan Massey in here, too. But uh, Paul, and I know only two years at the academy, but I'm telling you, he has shown his heart since he left. I mean, all the things that, I mean, I think part of his NIL uh, at LSU was giving money to veterans and to a veterans organization, that kind of stuff too. And he has pledged, like you said, to uh, do more of that type of thing with uh, now that he's a professional. How proud, and I know you're proud of all your young men. They're all your kids. You've told me that many times through the years. Paul's pretty special too, isn't he? Uh, Paul just reached out, I think it was just yesterday, <clears throat> just saying, hey, good luck in kids in. Yeah. You know, yeah. tell the guys hello. Yeah. And uh, so but we banner back and forth, and he loves America. I mean, I think if probably still on a still social media says, I am an American. Yeah. And he truly believes in the red, white, and blue. And, yes, he did some things uh, currently that he's doing now with the Pirates, uh, what he did last year, whether it's with first responders, wounded warriors, folds of honor. There's a bunch of different avenues that Paul has reached out to to continue his appreciation to all those. Once again, they're willing to do so much for our nation. And, That's amazing. Uh, yep. So, it, you know, and, Paul, and well, like you just said. What was that recruiting <clears throat> process like with him when you were recruiting him back in the day? Well, it wasn't too hard. Uh, Paul, actually, I don't want to say it wasn't too hard. Uh <laughs> He came out to our camp as a freshman, and we liked him back then. He was probably 5'11", a buck 60. <laughs> God. And, but we kept our eyes on him and kept in contact with him, and then it came down to either it was going to be the Naval Academy or the Air Force Academy. And he knew he was going to go serve. He told Stanford, UCLA, who all the California schools where he grew up, that he's not interested. So it just came down to us. And uh, I'm very thankful he came to the Air Force Academy. Yeah. For sure. I'm sure Costi would have been really thankful if he went to the Naval Academy. Yeah. But uh, it, he, once again, is a tremendous American. Mm-hmm. And I always allude back to that for a lot of things. But I think our country needs to start thinking about America and the United States of America. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, um, and just to kind of piggyback off of it, you still got some guys on the roster who – to any novice baseball fan, if they were just looking at these players as as baseball players, not Americans and eventually Patriots, they're 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 doing, in my opinion, God's work out here, leading men. But you've got guys like Sam Clisingham, Jay Thomason, that could very easily start for a pretty good. Uh, maybe not LSU, but they could be at these big programs that are going to super regionals every year, but somehow you find these incredible baseball players that believe in that higher purpose. How, how do you find these guys? It's a well, great um, question. Well, I, I will already tell Jonathan that he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Sorry to tell you that, Jonathan. But uh, <laughs> Sam Coolest thing and Jay Thompson, they could play for any SEC team right now. Yeah. They would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, you find these young men when they're 16 or 17 years old and you try to make a difference with them and you bring them out to the academy and they see that it's not your normal average school because we're not looking for average kids at any of our academies. We're looking for the, once again, best of the best. And they want that. They want to be challenged. They want to be pushed. They want to climb that highest mountain and to see how how great they can be as a person and as a man. And uh, I'd love to say that 
Sammy Coolisingham, he's our starting first baseman. He has the opportunity to get drafted this year. He was drafted last year. Uh, he is in charge of 1,000 people at our school. Wow. Currently, he's a biology major. He's done really well academically and athletically and in regards to his character growth. Our shortstop, Eric Joe, he's been a starter for three years. He's going to be a combat rescue officer in the, in the uh, Air Force, kind of equivalent to a Navy SEAL. Uh, and he was also our squadron. He was a squadron commander last year in charge of 115 cadets. Our third baseman, Jay Thomason, was in charge of 115 cadets as a squadron commander. Uh, when he graduates, he's also looking to go as a combat rescue officer if he doesn't get drafted. Our starting pitcher tonight, Sugman Chim, is, has a double major in uh, data science and operations research and uh, looking at grad school and then um, – going off for acquisitions, um, but also in charge of a 1,000 people last semester. So at our institution, this is a lot bigger than just, hey, play, come and play baseball. You know, let's come and make the best leader that we possibly can. And we're trying to do that when these young men are 18 to 22, not trying to figure out when they're 28 or 38 years old. So uh, a lot of kids out there want this type of opportunity. And they're not just going, hey, I just want to go play baseball somewhere. Then I'm going to go in the transfer portal. Then I'm going to bounce around and go somewhere else. Because college athletics right now, in my view, uh, it's terrible. I don't like it whatsoever as being a parent. I can't fathom the thought that my kid is, I'm going to entrust to these coaches, here's my child. Then a year or two later, hey, we don't see room for you. You need to go somewhere else. Or... It's a bunch of mercenaries, whether it's coaches or mercenaries, whether it's the players or mercenaries looking for this name, image, likeness deal. Who's going to give me more money? Are they actually getting an education? Who the hell knows what's going on? Well, that was a perfect segue there, Coach. And, again, that's uh, Mike Keselowski, uh, Air Force uh, Fine. I'll sign my letter of intent. Where's it at? <laughs> <laughs> you may have aged out a little bit there. Uh, I still got four years of eligibility. Shut your mouth. <laughs> but that was a perfect segue. That was going to be the next question I was going to ask you. Do Air Force, do Service Academy, do they have an opportunity to, ha- to get an NIL? Or, uh, and you, you sort of gave your feeling there about that, but I do athletes at the Air Force Academy, the Naval Academy, at, uh, at Army, at the Coast Guard Academy even, do they have an opportunity for NILs? And are you active in the transfer portal? Or how, how does that work as a, with the Service Academy, specifically the Air Force Academy? For the Service Academies, none of us are authorized for the name, image, likeness deals. Okay. We're government employees. We are paid by the taxpayers of United States of America to go to school. Okay. So current policy is that our athletes are not authorized to get NIL money or make signed deals. Um, you know, we go back to the transfer portal. It's too late from a baseball perspective because we start basic training for all the academies, usually around the end of June. Mm-hmm. So the kids don't really go in the transfer portal until end of the season, which is usually the end of May. And our application process for all service academies take probably six months. So I, I would say if, uh, you know, if a kid's in the transfer portal in December, which doesn't make sense because we haven't started the season yet, then we can maybe get a, a transfer portal person. But yeah. for all the academies, from baseball for sure, um, the transfer portal is worthless to us. And I think last year there was maybe – I heard anywhere from four to 5,000 kids that were in the transfer portal. And if that's a yearly thing, you go – why did they even go to that school? Mm-hmm. You know, you go somewhere, you're going to be celebrated, not tolerated. Um, yes, it's um, the dog-eat-dog world out there that there's the mid-majors of the world, such as the service academies. And then you have your, you know, your power four now 
and with the power fours, they just kind of come in and pick and choose who they'd want if the kids want. Because now they're you know, throwing a crap ton of money at them. There's programs out there where kids aren't even signing to be drafted because they're making more money at the school. Oh, we've got that in basketball, definitely, and I'm sure it happens in baseball too. But when you look at uh, the big player for uh, Baycott, Andrew ba- or uh, Baycott at Carolina, he's making $1.5 million right now being a six-year senior at Carolina than he is and he wouldn't even be drafted right now, probably, Coach. Well, and I think you look at the academy kids. They're 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. We, we play teenagers. And you watch, whether it's college football, college basketball, baseball, you're like, oh, last year so-and-so played at this school. Yeah. Played at this school. Now he's at this school. Played at this school. And it, it, it's like free agency that has happened. And I'll, I'll go back to being a parent. That really bothers me as a parent that there is no – I'm not, I don't know this for sure, but where's the education? Does that even fit into this whole system? Yeah. Or are you just going there truly for the sport? Wow. And I know the answer. No, I know. I we know. all know the answer. So what is happening with our society of college athletes going to actual college? Are they really going to college or are they just going there as a, as a sport? Well, they're definitely doing it as a sport. Well, I'm going to have you put on a different hat here in a second because uh, we were – I don't even know if you know this or not. We weren't able to have a show yesterday because of AT&T uh, network outage yesterday. So, your counterpart for this weekend, uh, Chuck Restano, is going to be uh, joining us here on the uh, phone line. Is that cool? Well, before we do that, though, let me tell you about UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston. UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. Uh, with a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kenston, for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252 522 7000. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at UNC Lenore org and uh, joining us right now here on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line here in the studio we've got uh, the great Mike Keselowski we've got the not so great Jonathan Massey I'm joking he, he's better cool than you too. baby better, <laughs> better than, than, you. than me that's for sure but on our Spence Automotive guest line right now uh, we were supposed to have him on the show yesterday not able to have the show yesterday because of uh, that AT&T uh, outage they had but very honored to have uh, first year Navy coach Chuck Ristano joining us here uh on our line how are you doing this morning coach i'm doing okay brian how, how are you guys nice that uh at&t got up and running <laughs> yes i'm i am very very thankful for that and i tell you what uh coach ristano i'm actually going to co- uh, ask coach kaz this real quick how i don't know i'm not even going to put a word in your mouth here coach kaz but you know it's been you and costa you know you and coach costa for every year of the freedom classic it, it's going to be a little bit different this year looking across the field and uh, having Coach Rostano in the other dugout, isn't it? Well, I just I texted uh, Costi just, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, going, hey, you've thrown out the first pitch. <laughs> I mean, you've been here forever. And uh, with Bill Ellis starting the Freedom Classic, uh, we've been it's been Costi and I, and it's uh, it's going to be different to look over to see Chuck. So, uh, but it, I hope, I don't know if Coach is going to make it down, Costi's going to make it down, but uh 
look forward to engaging with Chuck and we've had conversations um, in regards to the academies and, and our kids and what's happening and, and why these schools are so grand. And I'm, I'm excited for Chuck to have the opportunity to be here at the Freedom Classic, to be in Kinston and to, to see the community and the involvement. Hey, okay, now Coach Rostano, before uh, I we start, before Jonathan and I and even Coach Kaz start asking you uh, serious questions here. Now we've got you know Coach Keslowski, but we call him Coach Kaz. As you heard, Costacopoulos, we called him Costi or Costa. Do you have a nickname, Coach Rostano? <laughs> you know, not real. I don't. Captain Fantastic. No, I, 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 don't know. Uh, I mean, some of the people call me Cr, but. I never thought my last name, Rostano, especially down here in the South, was going to be the easiest of everybody's to pronounce. So uh, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wish I had a good one. Um, but I'm uh, echoing what Kaz said. You know, the, when I got the job, Kaz was one of the first people that I heard from. And you've known Kaz now for a little while, and we run in similar baseball circles, but we haven't had a whole lot of direct conversation until – you know, I got this job and he's very direct and he told me you got one of the three best jobs uh, in America. And I felt that way when I took it, but to hear from him and to understand the kind of shared vision, something I'd hoped to find, you know, in my, in the very early stages at the Academy and, and hearing it from somebody who did it or is, and is doing it at a place like Air Force for as long and as successful as he's been, um, it's really energizing. It's energizing to kind of share the field as opponents, you know, baseball-wise. But considering, like, the, the larger mission, it's he's an inspiring guy to kind of collaborate with. I very much appreciate kind of his friendship through this transition. Well, that voice uh, there on our Spence Automotive guest line, Chuck Rostano, the head baseball coach at Navy. Got to ask you, uh, and, and maybe in your conversations with Coach Kaz, maybe with your – uh, conversations with Navy folks. What have you heard about Kinston, North Carolina, and this Freedom Classic that your midshipmen are going to be a part of uh, this weekend? Well, I've heard people get really excited for it, and our players get really excited for it. And I think, again, the chance to play a, an opponent that stands for similar principles that that our guys do, but also, I guess, the the level of community involvement. You know, you really just have to kind of look at the itinerary and see what our guys are up to from now until game time throughout the entirety of the weekend, our guys get really fired up to make this trip. And um, I'm very much looking forward to it, you know, experiencing it for the first time. Very good. Coach Kaz, you got a question for him, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is me putting Coach Kaz on the spot here. Uh, oh, wow. Let's get some predictions. Chuck and I, we're going to go play golf. Are you? Yeah, uh, I, I probably will here in North Carolina? Uh, what? Yeah, we're going to go play golf. Uh, we're going to hang out for the rest of the day. Oh, we're, gosh. We're gonna... Okay, okay, okay. I, that's sarcasm. I, I was like, man, where, where are you going to go play? That, hey, I, I can tell you, we got three good courses right around here. In fact, there's one just as a crow flies. It's not even a mile from here, the Kenston Country Club, where we'll be today for uh, the luncheon. I guarantee you they'd let you uh, – they give you a cart and some clubs and let you go out there and play, coaches. Well, I would love to play golf. Over the past uh, – what year is this? Uh, 2024. Yeah. Oh, How many years the, of the Freedom Classic? Uh, this is the 13th edition of it, although it's been 14 years. Remember, we had the one year that where name. the snow came in. and yeah. So 14 years of coming here and watching all the the great middies come through, the great cadets come through, 
and seeing what they continue to do for our nation. This is what it's all about. I mean, yeah. if there's a, the best weekend in college baseball this weekend, it's Air Force versus Navy. Yeah. And oh, I agree. Whole, and, you know I agree with and you. Next week, it's, yeah. you know, Air Force, we get to play Army for a game. You know, when Chuck gets to go play West Point, that is true sport. And we were just alluding to the college transfer portal and all the crap that happens in college sports. You got six year seniors, seven year seniors, COVID years, med red shirts. <laughs> you know, coach, coach, I don't get that. Yeah. We get four years, get our kids in, get them out, go make ensigns, go make lieutenants, go serve and fight and go kill bad guys for us. Yeah. You know, that's the goal. And that's the cool part. Come, you come to Kinston, you got great two opposing teams that are buying into the same mission at yeah. the end of the day. The baseball on the field, though, and I and you know this, you and I have talked about it pretty much every year, Coach Kaz. But I'll let Coach Rostano know in the four in, well, in the previous twelve years that you guys played. See, I don't count the one where you guys went up to Navy, and you know because it got snowed out here. You remember that? Coach Thank Kaz? you. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't include that one. But in the uh, previous twelve, Coach Rostano, Air Force has outscored uh, Navy one fifty one to one forty nine. Okay. <laughs> The Air Force leads 15 games to 14. So, I mean, it is insane that this series has been this close for all these years. And, Coach Kaz, I guess I'll ask you first, why is it every – no team has not swept the other team in the in the history of the uh, – between Air Force and Navy. Now, you guys swept Air Force – or you guys swept Army a couple of years ago uh, when, you know, Army played in it. But – uh, <laughs> yeah, we both get a thumbs up there, but wh- how do you, what do you attribute that to coach Kaz that, I mean, that every year it's close. There's never been a sweep in all the game, 29 games played 151 to 149. What do you attribute that to coach Kaz? You look at the recruiting process, the quality of young men that coach will understand who he brings in, uh, the, the camaraderie of both units. I could go coach it. I can go over to the Navy dugout. Coach can go into my dugout, and it won't matter. Yeah, because we're getting the same quality of young man, young men that are in each dugout, and you know there's a little bit more to play for this weekend because it is our sister service academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, on the friendly field of strife, we're going to fight. Yeah, and this weekend we're going to fight. We want to win. Coach wants to win. But after nine innings, we're going to shake hands because soon enough, these are all brothers in arms. They're all going to be in the profession of arms, not professional baseball. So, you know, we, we got to lock arms together. We're, yes, once again, we are going to try to kick each other's butt on the field. <laughs> but following, you know, we're one. Yeah, We've all raised our hand once again to do the same thing. Your thoughts on that, uh, Coach Rostano? Well, I mean, it's completely agree with everything Kaz said. You attract a certain level of athlete, but more than anything, a, a – uh, a level of character that I think on the field you have teams behaving with class and, you know, energy and desire to, like, come out scoring more runs than the opposition. But, you know, probably more so for Taz than me. He knows my roster. I know his. And as the years go on and we find ourselves recruiting the same guy and, you know, there's probably going to be 15 or 20 guys in his dugout that we would have recruited and probably vice versa. And, you just kind of recruit a stable young man who has desires beyond the competitive field. And, but that doesn't mean, you know, they don't, they don't want to win every game they play and they don't get a little extra, you know, juice for 
a game against, again, a, a sister service academy. So, yeah, I expect it to be wildly competitive. And I really appreciate the fact that there are pieces of college baseball now, and we've all seen it, that maybe, I don't know, the behaviors on the field get a little bit out of, out of whack and maybe the level of professionalism uh, isn't where you want it to be in certain places and the celebrations or the conduct gets a little over the top. And I want everyone to have fun. I mean, it's baseball. It's supposed to be fun. But uh, I think here you're talking about like two class operations. And I think that's something we're both extraordinarily proud of. And it's something that I can tell you uh, here in Kinston, we love having you guys, both your programs in here all the time. Uh, Coach Rostano, what is it like following in the footsteps of – uh, a legend like you are in uh, Coach Costacopoulos, uh, a man that the all-time leading uh, win win leader at Navy, uh, just all the accolades that he had in his career. What has that been like uh, following in his footsteps uh, in your first few months as the uh, Navy head coach? I think you're kind of in a perpetual state of evaluation where the things that were going right and you'd really like to continue in the program, you want to make sure you can bottle that and – keep it moving forward. Costi won a lot of games, had a lot of energy, uh, had a ton of respect nationwide for how he did things. And he had been gracious enough to be available for counsel and help, you know, quite honestly, break me into the academy a little bit. Some of the little nuances that maybe you didn't think, you know, you didn't see coming. Uh, but I also think, you know, kind of seeing a little, seeing something from a different background, uh, coming in and kind of trying to put my stamp on certain styles of play. It's kind of been fun to see what we can tweak and what we should keep the same. So in, in short, the thing I was the thing that struck me more than anything is how willing Costi and, and quite honestly, Kaz with a pretty high degree of frequency has been willing to just kind of lend me some advice, not just being a first year head coach, but being a first year head coach at a place of such unique distinction which is, you know, it's really important. I mean, there's no way to prep to your first time as a head coach. I think no matter how much you embrace the idea of the academy, and that's ultimately what brought me to this job, there are still things that will come up that you didn't see coming. And having those guys kind of in my corner and being willing to share their experience has really made it a heck of a lot easier on me. Absolutely love it there. Uh, coach Kaz, as we're uh, coming to the end of our interview here, I, I'd love for you and you can do it right here on the air. I'm sure you've already done it, you know, personally with him. But what are the the piece of, pieces of advice, Coach Kaz, that you would give Coach Rostano, not just about being at service camp, but about this weekend here in Kenston at the Freedom Classic, sir? Well, first, I just want I've been had a lot of opportunities to talk with Chuck about the academies. And uh, I'll allude back to when I was growing up and getting recruited to go to the academy, going to the academy, and then serving our nation. Um Chuck has a bigger and higher calling than just being a baseball coach. Chuck is a life coach now for these kids. He's actually serving. Maybe he's never worn our nation's uniform, but we just talked about this the other day when I was talking to Coach. This is his opportunity to serve our country, and he better be damn good at it. Yeah. And I don't get, I don't really care a rat's ass if they win 50 games or five games this year for Navy. I really don't care because that's the same thing that I think about our program. Our job as men – our job as coaches is to make a difference. And by making a difference, that's ensuring that his men, his boys, that Chuck makes them into men. Chuck is going to take those men and make them into warriors. 
that's going to go serve and fight gallantly for our nation. Yes, sir. And if I can do that, and if Chuck does that, also now there's, you know, graduating classes of 10, 10, you know, there's 20 guys that we just put out there. They're ready to go serve and fight. And that's a great part about it. And I, I believe the city of Kinson, once again, the town of Kinson understands the quality of men they are going to be on the friendly field of strife. And that's important. Mm-hmm. So thank you once again for having us to be part of the Freedom Classic. It is absolutely our honor, as I speak for myself and for Jonathan and Scott Austin, who you talked to earlier and uh, who was here on the show, and Bill Ellis and just everybody. Uh, Coach Restano, I hope that's one thing, and I, I, I'm, I know Coach Kaz has told you this, but we love having you here in Kinston and Lenore County in eastern North Carolina over this three-day weekend. I hope you were able to feel the love, uh, to feel the respect that we have for you, that we have for your program, and uh, just uh, – I hope to see you back here many, many years, Coach Rostano. Well, I appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been a very finite amount of time. We rolled into the hotel at about ten o'clock last night, and we just got done with breakfast. But even as today kind of manifests, um, I can feel our kids being excited. You know, the, the players that have done this a couple of times now, and a couple of my assistant coaches have done it for a little while now. So, as much as you try and deviate from how the heck are we going to get Kaz's hitters out? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, you might doesn't ever get completely out of there, but I, I, I took this job knowing what the responsibilities were, uh, morally, mentally, and physically. But I also want to give myself a minute of grace where I can enjoy something like this because nowhere else in the country gets to do it. And, and, and we do, and that's obviously a really, really criti- critically important piece so I want to make sure I kind of intentionally step back and kind of enjoy the view a little bit instead of just sticking my nose in a scouting report, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, uh, Navy coach, uh, Chuck Restano, thank you so much for joining us here, uh, on our Spence automotive guest line. Can't wait to meet you at the luncheon today and to see you all weekend out at historic Granger stadium, sir. All right. You guys have a great day. Thanks so much for having me. There you go. Thank you so much. That's Chuck Rostano, uh, Navy head coach. We'll end it here with you, Coach Kaz. And again, and I hope I'm not going, I hope I'm not fanboying out too much here, Coach, but I respect the hell out of you. And I hope you know that. I mean, not just for, and you know, not just for what you do on the baseball field, not just raising those young men the way that you do, but just the kind of guy that you are. I mean, you could be anywhere right now and you're hanging out with the bearded one over here, uh, and Jonathan Massey, and, and coming into my home and do the show. This is the high, coach. In all sincerity, this is the highlight of my year is having you guys here and you in my home and be able to call out names of your heroes uh, out of historic Granger Stadium. Thank you so much for coming out here and doing this. Okay. Thank you for having me. Well, it, <coughs> it, it is absolutely our honor, Jonathan. Okay, I, I'm, I've said this to you many times, but I've never, about said, a minute. It. I've never yeah. said it publicly. I do this every year, not because I love washing laundry, <laughs> not because I expect money, not because I expect anything. I do it because of my friendship with you, my respect for you, and my respect for those men that are willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for our country. And it it gives me a sense of purpose every year to, to do this for you guys. And I really appreciate you coming here every year. And with the 20 seconds we have left, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Travis Wilkie and yes. Nick Duran. You know, two of my former players, our um, American kids that wore our nation's uniform that are no longer with us. So on behalf of this weekend, you know, it's just, I think about those guys. Thank you so much, Coach. Listen, uh, 
thank you. I don't know what else to say other than thank you. Jonathan, thank you. Thank you, Coach Kaz. Uh, let's get uh, let's get John and Jonathan in here and play the birthday game. We'll wrap up the Friday, February 23rd edition of the Brian Hank Show right after that. It's Friday. It's finally Friday. It's Freedom Classic Friday, mm-hmm. February the 23rd, the year of our Lord, 2024. Jonathan Massey, I know you're giddy. I see the the giddy expression Wait on your minute. face Freedom right now. Freedom Classic is this week? Why haven't you been talking about it on the show? I've been talking about it all week long, <laughs> John Dawson. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's here. It's finally here, 6 o'clock tonight. Jonathan Massey, then 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, 1230 on Sunday. We've got flyovers every single day day this is awesome isn't it oh i'm looking forward to it brian uh air force to the moon yeah i'm taking i'm taking them and the points okay well this is bet on the bull.com i don't think you're allowed to since you work technically for uh, air force i don't think you're allowed to bet on this with underdogfantasy.com i do what i want when i want <laughs> well then good hey, give me some uh, give me some behind the scenes stuff then uh is uh, uh how's air force looking so far they got here last night well, took bp they, uh, anybody's girlfriend beat him up this week anything <laughs> like that uh, brian's wife beat him up oh well hey uh, but we agreed to not talk we were about t- it yeah that's why we he, said- got, he got tired of paying extra for that that's why he got married <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> If I said that, it would be reversed and all that. John says it. Oh, it's fine. Way way under the radar, pal. Very subtle. Very subtle. Good God almighty. Well, I know what you're doing all weekend. I don't even have to ask Jonathan Massey. You're avoiding my family. I mean, uh, I'll be at the Freedom Classic. (laughs) Working the Freedom Classic. I love that. What about you over there, Dizzle? What you got going on this weekend? Top secret. Can't talk about it. I'm afraid I'll jinx it. Really? Yes. Has to do with music? Now, see, I just said I'm afraid that I'll jinx it. Well, this is, I know, I'm a, hey, let me 20 question you then, okay? Oh, Jesus. Okay, does it have to do with Third of Never? I don't know. See, <laughs> when I say I don't want to jinx it, that's when he tries to jinx it. I, th- I do think he actually is. He's not He's not superstitious, but he is a little stitious. He's I've, a I've, little had, I've had a lot of things within 10 inches of happening before and then <laughs> you remember when he had that song that was going to be in that movie yeah and then the that contra- got pulled out from under him? With the contract signed and everything had yeah. about four of those i don't want any more of those oh yeah well i, I do so not, not want to i'm not going to talk about so it. you're going to come out to granger at all this weekend and because guess who the mc or the mc guess who the pa guys now i'm not doing it tonight i don't even know if i told you that i've got to do the uh, east central 2a championship shane alby will be out there on the mic tonight Fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, Shane's awesome, man. Yeah, what dude, was he the was original a, subject of that sentence when you started? Well, uh, but I'll be out there Saturday and Sunday doing the PA for uh, uh-huh. for the Freedom Classic. You're going to hear a lot of Green Roses this weekend, Jonathan Massey. Please play one of our other songs. You know what? John Dawson. Please. John. John. Yeah. You send me the song you want me to play. Now, bear in mind, it's for baseball warmers. We can't do one of your uh, devil-worshipping songs, okay? <laughs> I just wouldn't be appropriate to, you know, have out there for all the uh, for the kiddies and all that. But give me something that will be good for a baseball crowd, and I'll play it. And I'll even video it when I do it. I'll have Jonathan Massey dancing out there on the field to it for you, okay? Run silent, run deep. Send it to me because you know I'm going to forget before the birthday game is even over. Okay. So. Has it got a little life to it, though? I mean, is it, you know. The one song of ours you play to death is the one that has the least amount of life in it at all. And then you're asking me if the one I'm sending. Green you, Roses is all. It's yeah, a yeah. slow ballad. No, whatever, man. For folks who haven't heard this yet, uh, hold on. Uh, let me you're right. I'm it. just a musician in the room. <laughs> 
I wouldn't know what tempos means. What's the name of your band again? Third of Never. I just typed in Third Roses. Okay. Mm, uh, Third of Never. Look, I've got a star beside it because that's one of my most played songs. This is a good baseball song. What chord is that? One I made up. I don't know what it is. Really? Oh, that's awesome. Dude, I love this song, man. Hold on. Here we go. I see the waves crash against the light, but I'm standing still. Oh. Now, now play a second of the one I said. Just to compare them. <laughs> see which one sounds more like I'm getting pumped up for a baseball game. You're going to have to remind him what it is. Yeah, because I forgot. What's the name of it? Run Silent, Run Deep. Run. Not Run DMC. Run Silent. Run Deep. Dude, it gave me that as a suggestion. Can somebody not have uh, a favorite song? I know, but I'm just saying. We've got because others. I have a pretty good sphere of influence. That's what you're saying. I play the same song all the time. Yeah. But another one. Okay, here it is. Run Silent, Run Deep by Third of Never. I think it doesn't get you more pumped up to play a sport. This. I will play it. I promise you. I will play it this weekend, okay? And play Green Roses when the game's over and everybody's drunk and wants to relax. <laughs> this is a good song. Okay. Uh, who won yesterday? Jonathan Massey, you won yesterday. And you lead uh, nine days to six to one. Yes, to one because we had a damn tie one day. Oh. Uh, why don't you tell us about GoEco Technology Service Provider? <coughs> well, and uh, GoEco Technology Service Providers... Uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful company. Um, I don't have a script in front of me, so I can't tell you all the great things about them. But now what who I can has tell you, one of those? Uh, who, who knows? Uh, but what I can tell you is they offer incredible client service because you're more than just some schmuck coming in off the street. You're a value member of their family when you go in there, and they want you to succeed. And if you want to find out how much they want you to succeed, I'm going to tell you. Jock Passlake wants that so much for you. He's willing to give everyone, you, you, me, the guy down the street, his personal cell phone number. What? That's right. No way. Uh, what is that cell phone number then, Jonathan Massey? It's 252-252-286-286-53-53-54-54. Or you can visit his website at goeconc.com. What is goeco.com or bucklesberry.com? Back to you, Brian. I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay, let's jump right in this. Show me keep this plane underneath or pot Maybe it down. You should pot, pot it up. Oh. There I like it. You're ruining it. <laughs> we recorded it so you wouldn't have to. Okay. That's cool. Make you want to go out and It blows something. my mind that you are that talented. You right. And I'm and I'm not saying this, I'm not didn't it, just you're a multifaceted man, John Dawson. Yeah. 
I have lots to show for it. Award-winning writer. You do. You've got a beautiful <laughs> family. You've got a beautiful home. You've yeah. got a gorgeous wife. You've got beautiful daughters. You've got and dear none of those friends. Don't care one iota about this song or oh. any of them. You've got dear friends. <laughs> hey, I've been meaning to ask you: Were you serious about me being on the album or not? Oh yeah, yeah. Doing what? He's messing with you, bro. Oh. Because <laughs> I have begged you, begged you to let me be on your album. Nay pleaded. Albums. Nay pleaded. Nay anything. What okay. I need to do is write a rap album and let you and, and write some, some rhymes for you. And I, not publish it. No, I'll put it out. Well, we've only got one musical uh, hint, but it's from a person who is deceased. Uh-huh. It'll be at the end of the birthday game here. But uh, Jonathan Massey, you go first. He's a former Major League Baseball star. The kid's paid $1.19 million every July. It started in 2011. It'll last till 2035. It's... Why can I not remember? It's a New York Met. Yep. I cannot remember. Bobby. Huh? Bobby. Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. How did he get that before you? I'm the only baseball player's name I know that ends is Bobby. Bobby Bonds. That I know. You know Bobby Bonds. No, That's Barry Bonds' dad. No, I don't. Okay. I just gave really? you the answer, and you're questioning me. Uh, you're right. Okay, Bobby Bonilla. How old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? And that the way that even happened is just amazing. The whole thing that, that uh genius well for on um, for bobby bonilla not yeah. for the mets the mets ended up they only owed him something like nine million dollars okay but the guy had just got bernie madoff or whatever had just got involved with yeah. him and it lost a lot of money to him so he asked bobby bonilla instead of me paying you this nine million dollar one-time payoff can we set this up this is back in 2011 we'll pay you that 1.19 million dollars every year from 2011 to 2035 so that nine million he was going to get in one cash thing or 30 million over what 24 years or whatever no, but I'm just saying there's a, hey, there, uh, dude, do you never watch the lottery? These even idiots had, that have. Even if he had taken the $9 million and $1 million installments, that would have saved him money on taxes, wouldn't it? Anyway, it's just crazy. So he got, he's getting $30 million instead of $9 million. But uh, these people that win the lottery, that they say, okay, $500 million, you can get it in a lump sum and get $275 million, or we'll pay you the, 50, the $500 million over 25 years. Mm. What do you want? Now, as old as I am right now, I'm 55 now. I'd be 80 when it was over, so I'd probably take the lump sum now. But I always used to say the 25-year-old, the 30-year-old Brian would have got the, the, you know, paid out over 25 years. And you pay less taxes on it, too. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But so, anyway, if you're less than 50 years old, or I'd even say less than 45 years old, because that would put you at 70, you should do the spread out over 25 years, don't you think? I would agree. Yeah. Yes. Would you even do it now at age 51 or? I'd probably, because well, if I die, then it would just go to my wife and children. Yeah, so, well, yeah, I'd do it. There you go. Okay. Her and her new husband can enjoy a cruise. Jonathan. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, Bobby Bonilla over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? She'd be my sugar mama. <laughs> 57. You say 57. What do you say, John Dawson? 56. He was born February 23rd, 1963, so he is 61 today. <laughs> you looked at him like you, like he had his driver's license. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. He's 61 today, John Dawson, so you don't get that. You take a one and nothing lead, Jonathan Massey. Next up, people got, find got, him. Got rickets again, have you? <laughs> I don't get it. What does that mean? Uh, nothing. 
Uh, people find him funny. We've this is Friday, so we've done his birthday because there's not a lot of good birthdays out there. So I'm pretty sure we've done his birthday. Uh, people find him funny. I don't, and I've even tried to watch him some. He was on Parks and Rec. Oh, uh, Z's on Sorry and Z Z's on Sorry. I don't find him that funny. Do you? I thought he was funny on the show. I'm not a fun fan of his stand up. Stand up is and he's a horrible human being. Oh, well, is I heard he? about the date thing, but yeah. Just yeah. look him up because we're yeah. we're up against the yeah. clock. So let's not go. Up. Let's not delve into. He didn't attack that. anybody. He was just kind of verbally aggressive. Would you say that? Pushy. Eh, maybe a little physically aggressive. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, let's get past him then. Aziz Azan, sorry. How old is he over there, uh, John Dawson? Forty-four. You say forty-four. What about you, Mizzle? Forty-three. You are closer. He was born February twenty-third, nineteen eighty-three. So he is forty-one today. Only forty-one. Huh. Uh, so you take a two to nothing lead. Here's for the win right here, Jonathan Massey. I loved her in Edge of Tomorrow, but she's been in other stuff too, and I've seen her in other stuff, but she was really, really good in Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. It's Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Are you familiar with her? She is. She's married to John Krasinski from That's the That's right. Yep, yep, yep. She was, she was in some Cinderella movie that I watched with one of my kids. Yep. Last she was the new Mary Poppins. Yeah, I saw that one too. She's that lovely. Was, that yep. was actually a, not a bad movie. How old is she today, Jonathan Massey? 42. You say 42. What do you say, John Dawson? 43. <laughs> you realize the mistake you made right after you said it, right? Yeah. I yeah. He, she was born the exact same day, month, year, everything as a season. Sorry. Oh, no. February okay. 23rd, 1983. So she, too, is 41 years old. Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You get that one. Actually, that's not what I, I thought. Oh. She, I thought I went way too young. Oh, no, no, no. She's oh. 41. She's the <laughs> exact same age as Eat a season. Sorry. And guess what? Sound the alarm. Do it. Jonathan, go ahead. Jonathan Massey. Make that sound a little louder than that. <laughs> Jonathan Massey Do it this way. has a perfect game. Ugh. Has a perfect game brewing here. He's up three to nothing, and it goes to him. I loved her as the kid in Man on Fire and War of the Worlds. It's no idea. Dakota Fanning. You never saw Man on Fire with uh, uh, Denzel. Yeah, it was Denzel. She was a little girl in it. She's also a little girl in World War of the Worlds. She was in uh, the. Uh, I hate myself for knowing this, but she was in the Twilight movies. Was she? See, I don't know. Uh, I've never seen small, any of those. So. Small parts in it. Okay. Well, uh, Dakota Fanning, how old is she today over there, Jonathan Massey, to keep this perfect game brewing? Isn't it his good? Oh, yes, it is. I look at that. He even tells me. He's so good at this. He tells me when it's your turn, Jonathan Massey, uh, Parson uh, Dawson. <laughs> I don't have any idea how old she is. Little girl. She was a little she's girl. Not a little girl she's now. not a little girl now, That's for the, sure. Therein lies the problem. Okay. 23. You say 23. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 24. She was born February 23rd, 1994. She's 30 today. The little girl in Man on Fire is 30 years old today. She is of diminutive stature. Yeah. Ooh. Do you use the word diminutive? Spell it. I T I N. Spell diminutive. Diminutive? <laughs> I'm about to make you have to do some work, okay? Diminutive. D-I-M. See, I don't even know I'm going to have to. D-I-M-I-N-U. No, no, no. Hold on. M-I-N-U-A-T-I-V. 
Okay, so I can do it again. D I M I. Uh huh. N. Uh huh. U. Uh huh. A T I V E. There's no A. It just goes straight to T I V E. Diminutive. You're saying diminutive. Anyway, uh, hey, all I know is you got to sound the alarm again, Sphere, because Jonathan Massey has a perfect game going again. How about that? He's up four to nothing. It comes down to the last one. Uh, Hold on. And it's a musical hint. He was the lead guitarist for this band. Here goes my perfect game. Yeah, I think. Oh, Roger Waters is talking junk to Bono now, by the way. About what? Bono sent a positive message to Israel, and Roger, you know, as an anti-Semite, didn't like it. So, yeah, okay. Tonight I'm gonna break away. Just you wait and see. Why are you making a face? That's beautiful. That is what you were doing was. Like exor- right over there, Jonathan. Exor- that was an exorcism. Hey, Linda likes my singing, okay? Is that what she tells you? <laughs> yeah, it is. This Loggins in Messina, Pop nope. Poco. Poco. Okay. Uh, who's the lead guitarist of this band? Dude, if you know this, I may wipe out his four to nothing lead. Timothy this- B. Schmidt's the bass player who went on to be in the Eagles. Lead guitarist. Oh, my God. This crazy love of mine. Chris Hill, is it Chris Hillman? Bernie Rusty Lee. Young. Oh, okay. I would have been very, very impressed, dude. Ooh, ooh, crazy love. What? Way too loud. Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to. Rusty uh, Young over there. Oh, he died in 2021, by the way. When did this song come out? John, just an estimate, please. Early 70s, I'm guessing. Yeah, okay. 71. You know the album cover they had with the white horse? And it just says, it's real. Which Saturday Night Live alum painted that album cover? Bill Murray. Bill Hartman. Wow. He designed album covers before he got into comedy. Wow, that's awesome. That's okay. So he died three years ago. Yep. Now you can hear the bass. Yeah. 78. Ooh, ooh, crazy. He was born. You didn't even know who he was. February 23rd, 1946, he is indeed 78. And guess what? A perfect game. Dude, that is now, you didn't, you had not had a perfect game since June. You've now had three in the last uh, nine days. That's crazy. You're 36 you got to ride the hot hand. I guess you do, man. You're now up in 10 days to six. Let me look at this. Next week, one, two, three. You have clinched at least a tie. So there's only four days left in uh, February, so he's at least clinched a tie for I'm going to lose every day. <laughs> no. Uh, local birthdays. Uh, da, 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 today is the 23rd. Hey, you remember Michael Abernathy? Who we yes. worked with at the Free Press today is his birthday. Mm. Oh. Morning. Michael Abernathy. Yeah, today is his birthday, uh, and then uh, a, a friend of mine that I learned uh, that I gained through Zumba, Alice Scott. Happy birthday to her! So, if your birthday is today, thank you. Hey, uh, have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the bur- or we'll see you Monday on the birthday game presented by Goico Technology Service Provider.
Hey, I want to thank again Paul Whittington in our first hour, Scott Austin, Lynetta Power in our second hour, uh, Air Force coach Mike Keselowski, Navy head baseball coach uh, Chuck Restano. Do not forget Freedom Classic all weekend, 6 o'clock tonight, 2 o'clock tomorrow, 1230 on Sunday. Thank you to Jonathan Massey today. Thank you to Linda and Scott Whittington. What a great day. What a great show. Have a great weekend. We'll see you tomorrow on the, or we'll see you Monday on the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College. Thank you.